Hey, thanks for stopping into We Called It. We have a great show for you today. We've been talking about fantasy football all this time, and now we're going to let you see how we actually think during a draft. We got the Fantasy Pros Mock Draft Simulator up, and Connor Lucas is here. Ken ditched us, but me and Connor are going to be drafting head-to-head. -head. Uh, how are you doing, Connor? <laughs> um, we're going to do this, and uh, this is going to be a very good test because a lot of these I usually prepare more for and also know where I'm drafting at. I don't even know what position I'm drafting, which, by the way, first rule of fantasy, uh, in the first round, and it's a snake draft, you should definitely change the way that you pick if you are the first three picks, three to five, five to seven. It is not the same each time. We'll talk about I that. I really but. hope we are on opposite ends of the draft or at least like three or four picks away because otherwise it's going to be like, well, you get the exact same advice back to back. But here we go. Uh, this is half PPR. We have one quarterback, two running back, two receivers, tight end, two flex, and then defense kicker, blah, 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 blah. Is this a tight end premium league? It's it is not. It is half PPR is the only, um, I guess, different thing or non-standard. Okay. All right. The draft is loading. Where will we be picking? Bum, bum, bum. All right. I am pick 101. Connor is pick 105. <laughs> Suck. That was garbage. <laughs> All right. Number one pick. I know I talked about how much I loved wide receivers and stuff, but the number one pick, it's just, it's Jonathan Taylor. Like, he is the most reliable option you can get. I don't need to talk more about this. If I was pick two or further, I'd probably take Justin Jefferson, but Jonathan Taylor it is. Nice and easy for my team. disagree who would you be taking i don't think it's that easy all right well would you take jonathan taylor i would take jonathan taylor or cmc see i don't want the risk of the injury with cmc all right so connor you're up all running backs off the board so far um where's mccaffrey's up where's it show my time oh top right yeah you gotta you i we have 90 seconds each it should be more than enough time yeah and this is where i think this is the midpoint of the draft. I think if you're top three picks, I think you take Taylor. I think this is redraft, obviously, right? So yep. I think I think you take the best running backs in the first three or four picks. Um, so you're saying Dalvin Cook is your drop off, or sorry, uh, Derrick Henry? That's that's the one where you, you get Henry, worried. But I don't think I would have taken Henry. I would have taken probably Dalvin Cook. Okay, uh, gotcha. From there. I would say from here, I think uh, you got to go with highest upside. So from five to eight, I think you go with highest upside. So for me, somebody who's going to get didn't get any more target competition, got a brand new uh, uh, offensive coordinator, head coach. Um, I think from there, I think it's pretty simple. Going to be Justin Jefferson. I think you have to take the fact that he just came from. Cook uh, from, uh, sorry, he just came from and making the point that he loves playing in this offense, understands why Dalvin Cook is, or Cooper Cup was always available. Yeah, I think you go with that. Uh, now, let's see. So this is where it gets tricky. Because of where I was in the draft, I think it's actually really important. I'm going to go with probably two wide receivers to start. If I was you be different i'd probably be starting off at wide receiver running back but for me i'm gonna go 
nobody here, in my opinion, is going to be uh, worth another flyer for running backs. So for me, like I said, I don't necessarily like being where I am at at 1.06 or 1.05. I would rather be on the first or the back, but I'm in the dead zone. So I'm not going running back here. I'm probably going to go, let's see. Good Lord. All wide receivers there. Those are the suggested. You can flip through to anything else you want. Reviews. I want all players. Uh, Cheat sheets is where you would get a list of everything. You got 20 seconds, by the way. (laughs) Didn't help. 10. Man, I don't like him picking here, but I'll go ahead and go with CD. I don't like CD Lamb. I think I think he's overdrafted here, but the best value is probably going to be CD Lamb from that standpoint. I think CD Lamb. Ken sent me a website, and I was going to put something together, but I've just been too busy this week. Where it was um, the ADP in high stakes fantasy football drafts where people are going, and he is one that goes in the first round of of high stakes drafts compared to like. Oh, he's, he's a probably an incredible best ball best ball type of wide receiver because there's nothing else there right now. Nothing at all. They're putting Tony Pollard probably in the slot. Uh, I I truly just in my head think, man, I I don't think that you like to pick guys that have done it before and have proven in the first two rounds. Uh, all of the running backs were completely off the board for us in that in that instance. So for me, just going to tell everybody right now, this is probably going to be hero or zero RB strategy. So I am going to play basically best ball with my wide receivers. That uh, I think this is a... You're eating my time. Deeper. I got 20 seconds left. I actually, I got ahead. two picks. But anyways, uh, so since I have Jonathan Taylor in the high floor on my team, I'm going with two wide receivers here because there's players I absolutely love. Number one, T. Higgins. Get some high upside from my one wide receiver spot. And then number two, Keenan Allen, we said, is a great wide receiver too. But Michael Pittman's here. And I think Michael Pittman has a higher ceiling than uh, Keenan Allen. And I just think he's going to be able to get more touchdowns. Well, I take that back. I'm taking Keenan Allen (laughs) because I already have Jonathan Taylor. And I don't think the Colts have an elite level offense. So I think I'd rather diversify it and go grab Keenan Allen. So... There's some little bit of the flip-flopping. Uh, I like A.J. Brown, by the way, but I don't know. It just seems way too risky to bet on Jalen Hurts to me right now to go with a guy like A.J. Brown. Um, maybe if Keenan Allen and Michael Pittman weren't here, I would go him, but I get high floor out of Keenan Allen. I get high upside out of T. Higgins, and then I already have Jonathan Taylor to carry my team in scoring. I love my team. You should always draft first. Everyone should do that. <laughs> All right, Connor's back up. Again, Connor has Justin Jefferson and C.D. Lamb. How do I see all of the people again? On cheat sheets, you get a list of all the people. Um, If you click running back, RB, blah, 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 that will give you that. The suggested players by Fantasy Pros. Um, You can hit high drafted players on this, too. Fair enough. I got it. I'll figure it out. (laughs) You can tell Connor has lots of experience doing this. Not fantasy pros. I do it all on Sleeper or ESPN. Wait, if I would have, I do this with Ken. I would have done Sleeper instead if I had known. My bad. Sleepers is way better. Uh, 
right. Still haven't picked a running back yet. Let's see who's available. Man, uh, your guy, James Conner. <laughs> I hate James Conner. I know. Brees Hall and Easy Hunter there. I'm not a big fan. Brees has got great upside, but for me, I think I'm going to stick with it, man. Connor. All right, I am going to draft James Connor. He's fallen enough. I'm drafting James Connor mostly because his average draft position is still the last in the third round or fourth round or whatever this is with the ability to have a three down workload. They drafted a couple guys to pick him, but gotta go with somebody who has my the ability to be a hero RB. He does. He's definitely going to have TD regression this year. There's no question about it. But they didn't do a ton. They actually got rid of any real competition. High-powered offense. I'll go ahead and play around with seeing what There was also out. news that Daryl Williams it might get cut because they like the backups, which yep. Daryl Williams is a goal-line guy, and the other guy is Eno Benjamin. Um, I can't even remember who else. They're not goal-line guys, though. Yeah. All right. Now, this one... I'm so happy he fell here. Again, going back to wide receivers or tight ends or running backs right now, I don't see a second running back that I really, really want right at this position. Uh, I, I'm going to go with Cortland Sutton. I think ah. Cortland Sutton has the ability to be not only a wide receiver. What, By the way, back when I think it was in every – can't, I can't remember what the tweet was, but the tweet was something crazy like he has – Russell Wilson has supported one, if not two, wide receivers in the top 15, I want to say, in every season. He's been – every season except one, I think, in uh, fantasy football. So I'm going to go ahead and bet the alpha profile, Cortland Sutton, is going to be the uh, probably sneaky top 10, maybe – Possibly, probably top 15 pick here. He, he's the dude that wins 50-50 balls, right? And that matches what Russell Wilson throws. Those those one-on-one down the sidelines, Russell Wilson will drop it right to him, and he'll win those because he's just him the better and athlete. Aaron Rodgers are the best deep, deep ball throwers in the NFL. All right. So for me, I think this is, this is a little tough. I got two picks back-to-back, uh, which makes it actually it's really nice when you have the situation right because then then if you like two guys and it's close you don't have to worry if he's going to be there number one i'm taking is going to be aj Dillon. um i really like him as an rb2 a guy with good upside um and you're drafting in my opinion you're drafting him at, at his low end right now and if uh aaron jones were to get hurt then he volts up to like an rb1 status so i think there's a lot of value there and then the number two guy I'm not really happy with much. I'm like I'm looking at the quarterbacks, and Lamar is very tempting here. Um, but this is d- two flex. If it was only one, I'd probably take Lamar. Um, in terms of running backs, J.K. Dobbins, I like, but I think I'm comfortable with the two I have. And then at wide receiver, at some point Talon's got to show out, and I know I hate Carson Wentz. And he probably won't hit Terry McLaurin often, but McLaurin's so wide open, and I believe in him, um, that he's just going to get loads and loads of targets and make good things happen. He, he's, he's too good to have the quarterback situation he has. So, I got scary Terry. 
Oh no. Uh, I'm. Mm, I think. Don't think Terry would have fallen again, but I will say that uh, I think that's a good, a decent pick. I don't think he, I would have liked to take him in the next round. Then he'd be a steal, but I don't know if I would. I just don't think I could have reached for him there. Uh, okay. Now this is gonna dictate potentially what's left, and I think we've talked about this plenty of times where we've said, "Hey, if you're not getting the first six guys in uh, tight end, five or six, probably shouldn't move. Um, probably shouldn't go out and get one of the top five or six if you can't let them fall." I'm gonna go ahead and say. This is going to either be between Dalton Schultz, Dallas Goddard, one of those two, because I don't think they're making it the next round. And I may have to get a second running back. Um, 20 seconds. I, did, I actually did want Herbert. Hmm. Hmm. It's the moment of oh, truth. No. Moment of truth. Ten. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and draft Dallas Goddard. I think he has very specific upside because I think he is not the guy. I don't. I think the the biggest person to lose in that whole situation, Devontae Smith. Whole situation, I think by far, Devontae Smith lost the most. Well, I just get curious. They had success when they were running the ball. Are they going to be like? I know they tried to pass the ball early in the year and it didn't work. Are they going to try to push the envelope there again? I just don't buy that. Uh, I think that, but I think if the people that will get hurt would be Devontae Smith. I think AJ Brown's going to be more of a possession receiver. And then he got paid a hundred million dollars. Goddard already has that short intermediate passing Mm -hmm. game. He's a huge red zone target. I'm going to stay there. Um, uh, all right. So now my question is going to be whether or not I want to go for, uh, a, a first tier quarterback where I would say Kyler Murray. Or I could go for potentially a crazy off-key stack. I could stack Hurts here if I wanted to. I think he might fall one more round. If that's the case, I'll probably pick him up then. I'm going to stick with what I said at the beginning, and I think I'm going to go back to a running back here. problem is the running backs right now, I think there's one that I would be okay with taking. <laughs> Only one. Well, no, I, not of all the running backs, but of the first, like, five listed. I would say maybe one, maybe two. You know what? I'm going to let Kyler fall. i take my second one. Who'd you take? The favorite. Your favorite. Who'd you get? Kareem Blunt. <laughs> <laughs> I think two things happen here. He's getting traded? <laughs> he gets all the value touches. PPR, this is half PPR. When he's in, he stays in for full series. And he gets traded. <laughs> I think he gets traded. All right. I think so, I don't think it happened. So we talked about this previously. Uh, oh, actually, no. There's, there, you know, there's some things you can't pass up. And one of them is Darnell Mooney when he falls like this. Dude, I, that was the only other place that I was going to go. I, that would have been the only one if I didn't need him. So I'm just looking here, and I'm just like, man, Darnell Mooney, he's going to get so many targets for a bad team. You're talking that he could end, what, with 10 targets a game easily. 
And he's gonna end up with 125 plus targets, 130. Probably. Well, 10 targets a game is like 160, so maybe I yeah. uh, overstated, but we'll say eight. Yeah, you're overstating, but I think 110, 120. The only, the only people that get that many targets are Stefan Diggs. He had 140 and... last year, and right. now I think he's gonna be a bigger piece of the offense. So exactly, and I also think Justin, um, what's his face, Justin Fields, Justin will, Fields. Be, will, will be able to connect with them a little bit more. So I got Darnell Mooney with my first pick. Um, now, <clears throat> excuse me. Ah, I personally, I mentioned way back when we talked about our running backs that there's this group of running backs where I wanted to take a few. AJ Dillon was in that group. He was one. Miles Sanders was in that group, and he's another. But I'm looking at Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray, and Jalen Hurts, and just thinking to myself, mm, ha- having that that high powered quarterback would be really nice. Ah. But I think I got to stick true to my brand, which is punt on quarterback and pray that guys later on can do it. So I'm going to go grab Miles Sanders. Get, get, you know. What happens when, what happens when he, did you actually pick him? Not yet. I got hesitant because you started talking. <laughs> this is harder than you think, guys. This is why drafting isn't fun. Oh, by the way, most of the time people don't do that. I mean, this is like a 90 seconds. I can't remember. We usually do like, First two rounds, it's like three minutes, and then the next like or first first five rounds, it's like three minutes, and then it goes to like a minute for the last like five yep. or something like that. First ten, so this is not normal. Yeah, all right, and we, you usually prepare more, but you know what? I'm going bold. I don't think I've taken him in one mock draft I've done all year, but Ceh, I think there's just <laughs> I, he's burned me the last two years, but I'm taking oh, I'm taking that upside. Not believe the fact that they somebody else just took Alan Hurts right before me. Ooh. So I'm not gonna lie, like I Hurts and Murray were right there. If I wasn't gonna. By the way, by the way, I am. There are multiple people that differ on this. There are multiple opinions on this. I am of the opinion to get a high end stack. We're not talking like don't go get Jared Goff and Amon Ross St. Brown. I'm talking about like. Somebody who is like for me would be uh, a Jalen Hurts and a Dallas Goddard. That would be a high volume stack. It's a it's a, it's a plus. It's a rushing upside. I would not suggest people like oh stacks. Who cares about stacks? I do in certain situations. I don't care about them uh, well, in all situations, and I wouldn't necessarily suggest it right now. Which is why I'm going to go away from quarterback right now well to your point like uh, you wouldn't be reaching for jalen hurts here if you were to have taken right, him so not. it would have been comfortable and you would have gotten that correlated value that's correct let's see here running back is looking looking pretty little all right so i'll let you pick this one and then i'll ask you 13 seconds here about that reach who'd you take it just this this website is terrible. It is very slow, and I'm sorry. I should have used Sleeper. We'll do that next time. <laughs> Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro. Ooh, dude, there was Hunter a... Renfro. By the way, I think is going to have Brandon Ayuk is the guy I was staring at. But I guess you'd have to believe that Trey Lance can support two number one wide receivers. I would rather have a guy that's proven that he can support, and with a new offensive coordinator who heavily targets. Uh, the slot and Waller is still not back. Potentially, is going to be out mm-hmm. for the first couple of weeks. So um, other question: 
Uh, since it's your pick, Miles Sanders is still sitting there. I thought about taking him. He is <laughs> injury tagged. You know what that is? I should be more hey, responsible, but I missed. And he just got a he got a hamstring. He's not even sure that he's going to be available for week one. Uh, okay. All right. That explains yeah. the fall. All right. This is be it. What am I at? Round eight. Mm-hmm. How many quarterbacks off the board? One. Ten. Two. I'm going to let him fall then. I'll let you know who I'm talking about when I draft him. Mm. Mm-mm. Man. Hard to let it go. You have James Conner and Kareem Hunt at running back right now. I do. I do. I'll tell you who I'm going to draft here. Seven. Christian Kirk, my friends. Christian Kirk is a money pick. He's one of the automatic, guys. Automatic wide receiver one. He just got paid within the top seven or eight wide receivers in the entire NFL. We fade him because he hasn't been proven to be a wide receiver one yet. Fine. But if you're going to take a risk on in round eight on another wide receiver one, I took two potential wide receiver twos in Renfro and Sutton before I took this guy who's going to walk into the wide receiver one position in a better offense with a new quarterback coach and a new quarterback. Uh, oh, well, a quarterback that really, he got a pass for his first year. So, oh, by the way, he was one of the highest rated uh, prospects to ever come out since Andrew Luck. I'll go ahead and take that. Dude's going to get 120 plus targets. I just got him in the eighth round. All right. So, just want to let you know. Right now, I have Keenan Allen, T. Higgins, Terry McLaurin, Darnell Mooney. I love the fact that my team is pretty much locked in for a, as wide receiver ones with tons of targets, which means I can go buy a bunch of risk at RB. I have CEH, who if he hits on the be- on one of the best offenses, will be good. Now I'm grabbing James Cook. I was going to take Damian Pierce if I didn't have like my flexes locked up with solid wide receivers, in my opinion. This time, I can look, go for that high upside, get James Cook, who has great burst and is on a high-powered offense. He, I, I don't know. I think he can pop this year and look real good. So, I don't know if I agree with that. You, you don't like James Cook, or you don't like the fact that I am? I, like, I don't like the situation. I think he has the best upside out of that entire running back room. Yeah. I just... Yeah. All the camp talk, and you, by the way, don't always buy into camp talk, but all camp talk says that somehow Zach Moss has found himself, Devin Singletary. Zach Moss finds himself team. every year, and then four games into the year, he's on the bench. There's a reason right. he didn't touch the ball in Singletary's tiny right. gun 20. But would you rather have somebody who basically just said, hey, we are naming Damian Pierce as our RB1, and we just signed Marlon Mack, but we're putting him on the bench? Yeah, a bad offense. My, I was going to say, Houston's, like, if I wanted a floor guy, if I was like, oh, crap, I need a third RB who's going to get touches, I would have gone Pierce. That's why I went Cook, because I have, I have my floor. I need some pop. All right, 20 seconds. We ate all your time. <laughs> this is you. Ah! <laughs> that makes, this is why you don't draft and, and tell people what you're doing. All right, ninth pick. <laughs> Got to grab my quarterback. Uh, just because I don't know what else I would be grabbing right now. Trey Lance, pay attention to the draft clock, guys, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Trey Lance is my guy. I always hope to get him in the 10th round, but because I didn't know who I was going to be taking, I just took him there. 
Another high ceiling guy, though, to pair with the rest of my team. I do like Trey Lance in general. I think I took him one round too early, though. For all the things that we just I just spoke of, I'm going to make this one super fast. I'm in a zero RB offense at this point. One R, I'm in a one RB, true RB. I'm in a hero RB type of strategy here. I've got one guy that could pop and should pop as a true RB1. I've got two guys that are... I've got one guy in a mid-tier. At this point, I'm going with what I think is clearly, clearly going to be a guy that by the end of the year, bad offense, but he's been named the starter, he's popped in preseason. Uh, I do believe that they are going to start him off the year as the RB1. So I'm going to go ahead and get Damian Pierce. By For the, the record, way, I'm surprised he fell this far. I am I am as well. That is a really good pick um, to pair with the rest of your team. What is dropping? What is dropping? What is dropping? All right. So here's where I start targeting a handful of things. Number one, do I have anybody on my team that needs a, uh, a handcuff? I do, but I don't know who James Conner's handcuff is. <laughs> Damien Pierce, no, I don't care about his offense. The other part would be, okay, where can I get value at this late in the stage? I'm going to go ahead and say this pick is going to be between a guy who is, again, I don't know why we always fade him. Listen, the guy had well over 100 targets last year. He had two touchdowns. He's the number one in an offense that we don't know because we don't know what Mac Jones is like. It's going to be Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers is a guy that I would say is kind of like Christian Kirk, Christian Kirk. We forget about him. We don't know. We always forget about guys that are, mm, I don't know, don't have touchdown value. This dude could probably end up with 120-plus targets again this year, and he's quietly going to be looked at not until the 10th round. I'm going to go ahead and pick up Jacoby Myers. All right, were you considering Sky Moore at all? Because, like, at this point, like I said, I'm drafting upside, and you just took the, you know, the old reliable. Well, here's the other thing, too. Old reliable doesn't necessarily mean that, uh, you know, I'm hoping that, uh, sorry, old reliable doesn't necessarily mean that's bad. Like, I would say old reliable, okay, fine. Old reliable at running back, would that be, you know, somebody like a, a Kareem Hunt or a Jacoby Myers? My upside is going to be in amount of wide receivers that I have that are wide receiver ones. Myers, one. Kirk, one. Sutton, probably one. CD, one. Justin Jefferson, one. I don't have wide receiver twos in good offenses. I just have wide receiver ones. Except for Hunter Renfro. (laughs) I skipped him. I skipped him. Okay. All right. You're up there. Yeah, I I know I'm up this time. I was ready for that. Um, Got to look at my team. Still need a tight end. Ah. Man, this is tough. So, like I said, I'm splurging for upside right now. I'm going to get one more high upside running back and hope that that's enough for my team. It's going to be Rashad White. Uh, one of the best pass catchers, Taft PPR. And I also think Leonard Fournette is going to be garbage. Um, well, not garbage, but I think he's far exceeded expectations. I expect some reversion back. Uh, and then 
I only have four wide receivers right now. I want one more guy I can hopefully count on. I know I've talked up the Saints offense, but you, you didn't pick anybody. Yeah, I did. I got Rashad White. It didn't show up. It just takes um, ten minutes because it's a terrible service. I'm sorry. We will use sleepers. Um, there you go. All right. I hate this guy, <laughs> but he's fallen. And sometimes you got to chase the money. And Marquez Valles Scantling has a whole bag of money. He <laughs> he's the new deep threat in Kansas City. And sometimes when like the offense in Kansas City is currently an unknown. What's going to happen to fill in for Tyreek Hill? And sometimes when you're just shooting in the dark, you you, you hope it sticks. And Marquez Valles Scantling might be the guy, you know, busting out a thousand yards and ten touchdowns because he's r- running wide open while everyone's triple covering Travis Kelsey. So MVS is on right. my team. I would have probably taken a couple of other options. However, I would have taken pe- people different than you too, because I don't like your team. Just an FYI, just an FYI, there was a reason why I did take Justin Jefferson so early. Now, this is me. This is the time for me to make that ultimate stack. So at this point, yes, I get it. Aaron Rodgers is still there. Matt Stafford's still there. Derek Carr is still there. But for me. This guy is going to be able, I'm going strategically here to match with the number one wide receiver in the NFL this year. I'm predicting he will be number one, Justin Jefferson. I think Kirk Cousins is going to be able to throw and throw and throw and throw and throw in this new offense. And who's he going to throw to? The same exact guys he's been throwing to his whole career, which is going to be Adam Thielen and it's going to be Justin Jefferson. AJ Osborne has kind of some. Secret upside, but not for this redraft sort of league here. I'm going to go ahead and stack him. Now, at this point, you and I are probably in the same idea. Now we're looking for upsides. So upside RBs or rookie wide receivers. I actually, in my opinion here, upside, upside, I'm <laughs> literally, having said all of that, I've got an upside here that you may or may not like. This is a total hot take. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take him. I'll let you see it, and you tell me your thoughts. All right, just give the website 10 minutes to load after you take him. Nico Collins. So you're over here buying in to the worst offense in the NFL. I love it. I think something that gets <laughs> late in drafts, something that people <laughs> overlook, is how bad offenses is, but how important volume is. Like, you got, volume. you got Damian Pierce so late, and it's because he's ranked low because his offense sucks. But it's like, you know what? During bye weeks, when people are looking for someone to play, you have a guy who's getting 20 touches. I don't care if it's your 50 yards. He's getting 20 touches. <laughs> oh, he is. And here's the other part, too. Brandon Cooks, listen, 28, going to be 29. Nico Collins is 23. He's 6'4", 220. Runs a 4'4". He has, like, at this point, you're looking for high, high upside. He's got that. He has the potential to be high, high upside. Why? Fits the bill. Davis Mills, by the way, is actually not a bad quarterback. So I'm going to go ahead and take him. All right. I need a tight end. I still don't have one. And 99% of the time, I take Cole Komet here. I am going to take Cole Komet here. But if you are worried (laughs) about having two Chicago Bears starting for you, I would feel that also. And the guy I would look to is going to be KJ Osborne. You mentioned drafting guys with high upside. He can replace 
Thielen as that number two target. He's more of a deep threat for Minnesota. And I think Minnesota will be one of the teams um, that vaults way up this year and play, you know, comes, becomes a playoff team in my opinion. Um, I am very high on Minnesota. Therefore, if I could get a guy in that offense, KJ Osborne would make me very happy, especially this late. Up again, so you can get him if you'd like. Oh my gosh, I gotta stop. I really need to start remembering <laughs> that that is the case. I keep sitting here thinking, what are you doing, man? You have two in a row every time. Every time. Every time. The thing is, like, I give, you know, a beautiful analysis on my pick, and then I'm worn out, and I just can't think anymore. I put my brain on autopilot. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, if that since that is the case, I am taking KJ Osborne. Um, Josh Palmer, I think, is another guy. But Mike Williams is too good for him to to you know surpass him. Uh, I don't I don't see any Jalen Tolbert, DPJ, also good options. But I think Osborne is the way to go. You know what? Just for drama, I'm taking Jalen Tolbert just because it's a different pick. Uh, I think uh, he. I guess Gallup could be coming back sooner, but why yeah, not? Yeah, but he's got uh, he's up. I mean, he's got the way he's got. The immediate path in, which actually I'm surprised none of you guys picked, but this one's a super easy pick for me. I'm shooting high. Guess what? Carson Wentz may be out week seven. Sam Howell has shown rapport with this dude. He walks into the wide receiver two position mm-hmm. automatically. He's a guy. So I, I'm, I didn't say I'm, it, I'm but I like him. I'm going to go ahead and pick Jahan Dotson. He's looked good in the preseason, too. Now, I don't typically put a lot of weight into how you look in the preseason. But yeah, it's, it's, it's always good to get positive feedback and not be like Jamar Chase, who says he can't see the ball when it's coming at him. <laughs> <laughs> Remember his draft stock just plummeting last year? <laughs> couldn't said it was different because he couldn't see the whites on the, on the, 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 the white paint on the ball because that's what's in college. It's not like that in the pros. Super weird. Right, now you're taking stabs, just flat out. If you're at this point in the draft, it's your, it's your last guys. pick on your bench. You have a kicker and defense coming next. You draft them last. So you're taking super high-end handcuffs. For me, the way that I've picked, I'm going to go ahead and pick... Where is he? I just saw him. I'm going to get one of two things. I'm going to get everybody except Nick Chubb in the backfield for Cleveland. (laughs) One of these guys, a.k.a. is going to be either traded and the other guy immediately becomes the handcuff, or one of them is going to get the immediate role when Nick Chubb goes down, if he goes down. All right. So I got my last bench spot, and then... I don't know what else. Uh, Kicker and defense, really. But I'm just looking. There's some stabs I want to take. But you mentioned stacking. I already have the main two receiving options in Chicago. Trey Lance is a risky pick. And I think Justin Fields could actually be a good quarterback. If the Bears come out in surprise, and I have the quarterback and the number one receiver and tight end, I'm going to be feeling really good about myself. And the thing is, Justin Fields doesn't even need to play that well. He just needs <laughs> to be better than Trey Lance to make this worth it for me. I typically don't like having two quarterbacks. Um, but I think realistically at this point in your draft, uh, <coughs> you could, if you're, if you're in like a family league, people will be doubling up on positions because they just it just happens. So if I can get two quarterbacks, 
and one of them be paired with all stacked with all my players, then you know what? I'm taking Justin Fields. Uh, other guys I would take there, I don't even know. Christian Watson. Um, Trey Sermon. Chuba Hubbard. Taking high-end buffs. That's what you should be doing. Yeah, I, I was going to say. But then, you know, just wanted to give another perspective on something. You're up again. I... Thank you. It's, it, it's a really good thing you're telling me that. Um, all right, so now here, the question is, do I want a kicker or defense? And this is actually, I think, a good something good to think of. Defenses are coming off the board first. But realistically, my defense is more reliant on their opponent than my kicker is, right? Because the kicker is most reliant on my team's offense, and that doesn't change week to week. Therefore... I'm going with the best kicker in the league, hands down. If I need a 60-yarder to win the game, he'll hit it. Justin Tucker. Um, I'm going to cut my defense in three weeks when they have a tough matchup anyway, but Justin Tucker will likely stay on my uh, team until his bye week. So that's why I grabbed my kicker. Here's, here's another thing, too. This is a total question. depends on who commissioner your league is. I am of the mindset that I will not pick up kicker or defense my draft unless i have to i will cut somebody that i don't like who gets hurt or i don't necessarily think i wanted that much like De ernest johnson dream hunt doesn't get traded uh would we'll be able to pick him up off waivers later uh, uh you know why would i have him on my roster i'll, I'll swap out now the other part is going to be like for example aj osborne's still on the board here Marvin Jones is still on the board here. Wandale Robinson is still on the board here. But considering we probably have to take kickers or defenses, I'm going to go ahead and pick. Probably, I'm going to go ahead and pick a defense. Um, by the way, don't get too excited about the Chargers, even though they got all that money and they got a sweet defense now. They play in easily the most air raid, offensive heavy division in the entire NFL. Don't pick anything from that division. Just don't do it. The Broncos Chargers. Uh, yeah, like, because Broncos up there, too. I don't want them. Raiders, I don't know where they are. I don't want them at all. <laughs> I don't want them either. So, for me, I'm probably just going to pick the next one down. I'm going to go ahead and draft Indianapolis Colts. Colts is a good one. They have a crap division. Just always crap division. Always something to remember. No, Titans, not scary. Jags, not scary. Texans, awful. <laughs> yeah, another reason I mean I wouldn't I'll I'll go ahead and pick a kicker here. Uh but in my opinion I would probably end up going back to probably a wide receiver, somebody who I was a total dart throw. Maybe, you know, Damian Williams, no, probably not. I probably probably wouldn't go back to running back. What May, a guy that could be sneaky good here is Mike Davis in my opinion. He might be playing week one. And Gus Edwards Maybe. and J.K. Dobbins might not be. Maybe. My, I, I, you know, for me, for my specific team, I'm going to pick a kicker. But for me, might be best for me to take Eno Benjamin. If Daryl Williams gets cut, eh, it's probably not a chance. But if he did get cut, Eno Benjamin's a good guy to have. Uh, by the way, Josh Kelly, reports are that he is actually the number two. Behind Eckler. Okay. So Isaiah Spiller wasn't like, able to jump him? Because that was just the nude. Him, but the problem is, 
Draft Capital supports Isaiah Spiller, so yeah, can't really do a whole lot. I'm going to go ahead and pick the next kicker, which for me, I just want a high-powered offense. So I'm just going to go ahead and pick Matt Prater. Let's see if the defense I want is there. And it is. All right. Easily, the defense that falls, and both of these two are good defenses. Uh, Packers, Dolphins, divisions are trash. Um, they only have one good team. Unfortunately for the Dolphins, the Bills are fantastic. And for the Packers, I think the Vikings will be very good. I'm not scared of the Lions, not scared of the Bears. And then for the Dolphins, I am hoping. I can't wait for them to play the Jets every time they play them. And same for the Patriots. Did you see that the Patriots reports where it's like they are having the worst practices ever and it's against like the Raiders who are wrecking them and the Raiders don't have that. a good defense. No, the reports are it was the worst week ever. And Josh McDaniels <laughs> is like, yeah, I trust Bill Belichick to figure it all out. And I'm like, yeah, good for you. I don't anymore. Like he doesn't coach. So in other words, <laughs> McDaniels is blowing out his old coach in head to head, which shouldn't ever happen. Yep. Well, wow. it's because they don't have an offensive coordinator. Yeah. All right. So I got my guy. Are you? I think we're all done. Your draft is complete. Good. I got a C minus on my draft grade. I got I a B plus. Whoop, whoop. You also. I okay. I also prefaced this entire episode with, "Hey, this is the absolute worst spot to be in for a draft." I'll give it to you. you. I would have done the exact same thing though. So um, I got. I basically played best ball with. A hero RB strategy. All right, let's see. I'm projected fourth with the with the B plus grade. You're you're projected last. <laughs> well, I'm projected very poorly. Uh, let's see the draft Whatever. board though. Um, I don't know. I like. I don't think you're. I, I guess you're weak at running back, and that's just what they're they're yelling at you for. But you also have if CD Lamb hits, you can always go to one of these other teams that. Like, there's a team with Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones, Chase Edmond, and Cordero Patterson. You could go to them and try to trade with them. I, but, but my point is, my point is, these guys, like, these guys are also typical, total top, like, ace-level analysis where it's, mm-hmm. hey, pick all, the, pick all the running backs first. They should always be off the board. And yet, Jonathan Taylor's number one, sure. Did you know that the last guy to repeat uh, num- uh, RB1 was like in 2011 or something like that. So it's going to be a new guy. Um, kind of picking numbers, you know, you're kind of picking new people. You're balancing sort of like who's going to hit on its way up and who's actually been there and on their way down. Like Derrick Henry, they took him fourth. Like Derrick Henry's also never had more than like 10 targets, 20 targets in an entire season. So. It's you also, also like if you it. took Najee Harris instead of Justin Jefferson and did the exact same thing everywhere else, they'd probably grade your draft higher, but I would hate your draft yeah. because Najee Harris sucks. <laughs> I, I just don't – I am not – I mean, you, you got to look at guys. For me, all of these guys in the top one, two, three, four, could easily – I would say three out of four. Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler, Derrick Henry have very, very, very high probabilities to regress. Eckler maybe has the least, but uh, McCaffrey, if he's in, he's averaged 22 points a game for all the games that he's healthy. If he's in, he's scoring 20-plus points. The question is if he's going to be in. But if he is, you're there. Henry's coming off of a Liz Frank, I think is what it is, or whatever the heck it is, and, and Jonathan Taylor, 
youngest guy, prob- least probability of regression, maybe. But Harris, no way he carries the same amount of load. Uh, Mixon, question mark. Cook, question mark. Lenny, definitely a question mark. Look, look at this team. Team you 10 know. over here. They have Leonard Fournette, Travis Kelsey, Cam Akers, Jalen Waddell, Ramondre Stevenson, Joe Burr. That team looks awful to me. Like that, to me, doesn't look good either. But they're valuing tight ends at a almost like a tight end premium type of level, even though this isn't a tight end premium. That's why you ignore draft grades. It's not about where you rank before the season begins. It's where you rank when the season ends. And we win yeah. championships here. <laughs> I wonder if we should let this play out. Let's just see where we where we end up in this league. Just automate it? Yeah, automate it. <laughs> All also, right. Yeah. I truly don't think I see a team in here that I'm like, man, that was a great draft. <laughs> I I completely agree, except for um, the the team that drafted first. I think they nailed every pick. Shut up. <laughs> wrong, wrong, wrong. All right, so that's our mock draft episode. Sorry Ken wasn't here, but he probably would just give him crap advice anyway. Listen to me and Connor, and you'll win all sorts of money and whatnot. Wouldn't have taken T. Higgins, I'm sure of that. Yeah, absolutely. T. Higgins probably going in the sixth round, according to him. <laughs> Also, good to know, by the way, another tidbit here is 12-team draft is tough. 12 full teams is a is a lot of drafting here. So <laughs> Say that to the people that have, like, 18-team leagues, dude. It's the worst. Yeah. If you, if you, you draft, guys, like, fourth, then you don't get the top-end players, and everyone else drafts, and it's like, oh, I guess everyone took a quarterback, and I'm left with Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, I'm in, yeah. Big, big leagues is a tough play. Really tough play. Anything over 10 is a tough play. All right. Well, thanks for listening. If you have any questions or want draft help, just just reach out to us. We are easy to find. Reach out. Reach out. <laughs>